Hi, this is Dr. Tom Rogers. Tuesday evening, 5 at 5, where we do this every Tuesday night. Last patient of the day. It's been a long, busy day, but um, glad to answer the questions that you all have every Tuesday night. Um, you can find us at performancemedicine.net. Email or call your questions in. We always get some great stuff, and I'm always just looking at it right before I do this, so it's kind of off the cuff, but that's the way it works the best for me. So I hope you have, a, have had a great week so far. It's a beautiful fall. Um, okay, five questions. First question, do you treat narcolepsy patients, and how do you go about it? Yes, I do treat narcolepsy. Um, probably one or two patients a week with this. Uh, narcolepsy is a condition where you're not only just not alert all the time, you fall asleep. Um, sometimes you can be talking and having conversation with somebody and just go, you know, just nod off. It's pretty common. Um, the reasons you have it, it can be from genetic. I mean, it can be severe. Um, but it can also be as a result of lack of sleep at night, shift workers. I see that a lot in them. Um, but it can be a very dangerous condition to have. Not only can it cause car wrecks, lost productivity at work. Um, it can get you fired if you fall asleep right when you're talking to your boss. Um, so it's a, it's a, a real medical problem. And a few years ago, they came up with a drug for it called Provigil. And the only problem with it at that time was that it cost too much to take. And so it went generic and it's not expensive at all. Um, they also have another uh, one that came out called New Vigil. They both work. They, they're in the same class of drugs. Um, it's a class four drug, so it is a control, but it's very safe. It works. Um, you know, I've tried it. I, I took it a couple times when I was studying for boards, and I can describe it as like drinking a pot of coffee without any of the side effects uh, of caffeine. So it's a great medicine. A lot of jet pilots use it right before a mission. Um, Provigil um, is, is a great medicine. So if you have that, if you have symptoms, you know, come in and talk about it. First, we'll try to get to the root of the problem. And we may end up using a medicine like ProVigil or New Vigil for it, but um, works great. Uh, there's a lot of other uses for ProVigil that I use. Sometimes I use it to treat ADD. So, um, yeah, come on in and talk to us about narcolepsy. Very commonly overlooked. Um, question two. I've become fascinated with nasal breathing since watching your video a few weeks ago. Can you recommend a tape that is easy to remove from my mouth and lips in the morning, preferably latex-free. I've tried a few different ones, but they all seem difficult to remove. Also, can you discuss some of the benefits you get from nitric oxide from nasal breathing? Man, that's a great question. Um, you know, I use Breathe Right strips every night on my nose to help me breathe through my nose instead of my mouth. For years, I was a mouth breather, and one of my brothers, one of my doctor brothers, uh, had seen this um, video about uh, nasal breathers versus mouth breathers, and um, so he started, he was, he really didn't want to go get a full um, 
sleep study done. So he just researched it. And what he started doing um, was taping his mouth shut at night. And just with a thin strip of silk, latex-free tape along from the upper to the lower lip. And it's almost like, looks like a Hitler mustache. But you just tape it and it keeps your mouth shut. It forces you to breathe through your uh, nose. Um with a breathe right strip in conjunction with that i've done it a few times the first time i did it i got a little claustrophobic with it maybe um but after that um i really didn't need it so much but he does it every night it virtually eliminated his snoring his wife can sleep in the same room that he can now and it's really helped with energy levels everything so there's a great uh, ted talk that i just listened to um, a couple weeks ago, uh, well, I hope you do get in on the TED Talks because they're fantastic. But the, the name of this TED Talk was by this Irish guy named Patrick. What, what other name for Irish guy? But it was real informative. I think it. the name of it was um, Shut Your Mouth and Save Your Life. So it was all about nasal breathing and um, you can go back and look at my video on uh, the book I read called Breath, and it talks a lot about that. But So it turns out that about half of us breathe through our mouths instead of our noses. All babies breathe through their noses, but because of asthma, allergies, poor habits, whatever, mouth structure, facial structure, a lot of us tend to breathe through our mouths, which is terrible for your health. If you start doing it as a kid, it can actually misshape your face. You'll get an elongated face instead of the wider face that you need to be healthy. It can retract your jaw. It can cause all kinds of problems with tooth cavities and need for braces and all this stuff. But um, so... If you're a parent and you have a mouth breather, you need to take that child to a dentist or an orthodontist and have them look at it. There's a lot of things you can do structurally to bring the jaw forward and to kind of force them to breathe through their nose instead of their mouth. But um, because of today's toxic world, we, we you know get stuffed up in our nose, we have allergies, and we tend to breathe through our mouths, which is just terrible because it kind of leads into the second part of your question about nitric oxide uh, which is the one molecule that probably interacts with every facet of your health uh, including your brain and your lungs and your vasculature your heart um, nitric oxide is a gas that's a vasodilator and i think they won the nobel prize when they discovered how great it was for your body um and they came up with a medicine years ago that increased your nitric oxide. And guess what it was? Viagra. And now, of course, we use a lot of Cialis, which is, to me, a kind of a new and improved Viagra. But it's a nitric oxide releaser, which is a vasodilator. So it doesn't just work for ED. It works for a lot of things. Um, you know, we use it for pulmonary hypertension. So it vasodilates your lungs. It, I always use it for Raynaud's syndrome, uh, where you get vasoconstriction of your fingers, and your fingers turn blue and get cold. I use it for altitude sickness. I use it for 
prostate problems. Um, use it for hypertension. I use it for prevention of heart disease. So, um, but nitric oxide, it turns out that it, when you breathe in through your nose, when the air hits those nasal passages, nitric oxide is released. It, through your nose, it goes down into your lungs, it vasodilates your lungs, it vasodilates uh, your arteries, which provides for better heart health. That's what you're trying to do. Um, but it also sterilizes the air that you breathe in through your nose. One reason why nasal breathing is so much better than mouth breathing is because when you breathe through your mouth, um, it really, it not, nasal breathing not only warms and moisturizes your breath to get it ready to hit your lungs, it also sterilizes it. So if you're breathing through your mouth, you're breathing in germs that's going straight to your lungs. So, i.e. COVID, breathe through your nose. So pay strict attention whether you're a mouth breather or a nose breather because that nitric oxide, somebody's been studying here, that's a great question, is very important for many facets of your, your health. I mean, nitric oxide makes your neurons in your brain connect better. So it's great for every aspect of your body. Lowers your blood pressure. I mean, helps peripheral circulation like ED. Um, and by the way, if you do have ED, look into your heart health. It could be the first sign of a heart problem. But um, great question about nitric oxide um, and nose breathing. Um, so go look at some of those TED Talks or read the book Breathe or go back to one of my videos on nasal breathing. I'm telling you, it may save your life or at least add years of health to your, to your lifespan. I call it your health span. Um, wonderful question. Uh, question three. As a 36-year-old male, what are some natural things I can do to delay needing bioidentical hormone replacement therapy? You're talking about low T. One thing... You know, if you have symptoms of low T, check your testosterone level. And at 36, you need to check a free and a total testosterone. The free testosterone is the part that works. So I do see some people with a fairly decent total testosterone, but with all the symptoms of low T like fatigue, ED, decreased libido, poor sleep, decreased muscle, increased fat, falling asleep after meals, which may be narcolepsy. Um, so check a free T. Um, so things you can do to, you know, kind of boost your own testosterone level without actually taking testosterone. Um, well, you can definitely um, lift weights. You know, if you lift weights, it will increase your testosterone. Exercise in general will. A good night's sleep will increase your testosterone production and also your growth hormone production, which works synergistically with testosterone. Um, you know... Um, taking a natural vasodilator like L-citrulline, beet powder, um, L-arginine. Those are also vasodilators. Talking about um, nitric oxide, those are all great for nitric oxide. So, um, so stay healthy, stay lean. If you're, if you're obese, you're going to get a low T level. You're going to convert your testosterone to estradiol, the female hormone. It's good for women, but not good for men. So um, those are things you can do. And get a baseline testosterone and just kind of follow it. Um, you know, there's a lot of other, there's, a, there's one 
there's a couple of supplements I use from Life Extension that will boost your T levels up too. Um, come and talk to me about them, but get a baseline level, and there are some stuff you can do. Um, and then if you are that young and you have to, you have a really low T, we'll figure out a way, we'll figure out why it's low in the first place. We'll try to do some natural things. And then if you need testosterone boosting in conjunction or maybe even replacing, not even using testosterone, you know, sometimes we'll use Clomid. If your luteinizing hormone is low enough to where I know your pituitary gonadal axis is working. So there's a lot of little things we can do to stimulate your own production of testosterone uh, so we don't have to get you testosterone for the rest of your life at that young age. Um, there's a lot of things you can do to prevent the shutdown of your own production of testosterone. So great question. I mean, a lot of times some of these clinics just say, yeah, you're low on your T, here's your T shot. You know, that's not doing you any favors. You really need to find out why your T's low and figure out a way to replace it where you won't shut down your own system and your fertility and everything else. So that's kind of where we're different at performance medicine. Uh, we know what we're doing. So in any event, uh, my dog just walked in. All right, great question. Question number four. Can bioidentical hormone replacement therapy improve thyroid function? You know, yeah, it really can because it improves your metabolism. It improves your insulin resistance numbers. It improves your immune system. So um, when you're looking at your thyroid, if you're overweight and you have low T, so indirectly it can. We always look at all the hormone levels, not only just thyroid and testosterone and estrogen, but also insulin, cortisol, vitamin D, um, all the hormones because they all work synergistically. You know, when we or trying to figure out your hormones, it's like conducting a symphony. There's a lot of different instruments that you need to look at. So um, that's another great question. Uh, last question of the day. I know you use Fentermine for weight loss. I do sometimes, of course, uh, in my patients. Do you use it as a jump start or maintenance as a jump start? The thing about Fentermine is it's a good, quick way to suppress your appetite, to get you a jump start as we figure out your metabolism and change some of your bad eating habits or poor exercise or sleep or and we look at all your hormone levels. Um, so really it's a good jump start. Um, it's not a good maintenance drug because you get tolerant to it after a few months of it. So we do use a combination of really low-dose Fentramine and Topamax, which is a medicine for migraine headaches, but it's an FDA-approved medication for maintenance of weight loss, um, along with some other medicines we can use for that same thing. So I do use that quite a bit because you don't get tolerant to it at a really low dose combined with the, the medicine Topamax. So, uh, but we use quite a bit of it. Fentramine, um, you know, it's, it's a good short-term appetite suppressant, uh, but it's not the total answer. The answer is figuring out your metabolism, your hormones, changing your eating habits and maybe when you eat as well as what you eat and looking at sleep patterns everything so you know all this some of the stuff's kind of complex but we have all the tools that we need to help you um, feel healthier maintain a wean, uh, lean weight loss and keep that health span going and keep your energy levels going so um Come see us at Performance Medicine. I hope this has been useful to you. 
Great questions. Keep them rolling in every week. Tuesdays at 5, 530, we get on here live and try to talk with you. And we get a good response from this. Always get some great questions. Um, So I hope you have a great week. It's a beautiful season of the year, fall time. It's starting to get cool. Go out and get your exercise. And we'll see you next, next Tuesday. Thank you. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, Please share the podcast with your friends. And if you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe. Uh, We will see you guys next time.